When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. And the Grammy goes to... Cobras and Fire! You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek podcast network and winners of the 2019 Grammy for Best Blanket Apology in Rock Podcasting. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the micro, Luce Cannon. Luce, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I have a very expensive beer next to me and uh, enjoying this snobbery. How are you? <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a less expensive beer next to me because uh, I, uh, I I don't weasel. Sure. Of course not. Uh, You're in we'll, the green we'll, belt. Well, we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, well, maybe we should explain. Last uh, last week, I was the macro, and you're the micro. You want to break that down a little bit, or should we just let the listener do what they want with it? Yes, it's part of our bias a beer campaign to help our hosting fee. The hosting fee that helps bring this fabulous entertainment to your ear holes every Tuesday. And how you can help us out with that is to go to GoFundMe.com/slash. 
absolutely drink to donate as little as $5, just $5. We drink a beer on the show. We give it a review. We give you a shout out. And most importantly, it's podcast fuel to keep you entertained and help the show out. Anything you want to add to that summary? No, not at all. I mean, uh, kind of like uh, Donnie Marie, we're a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit macro, and you're a little bit micro beer when it comes to our personal drinking taste. That's right. That's the you know, pun. Yeah, it's an insignificant cause that you can contribute towards and feel great about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, we, we keep the, the, the shows coming. This week we have a friend of the show, our, our uh, former guest, uh, Gene Vogel, chipped in. and uh, Well, he bought us Greenbelt Premium, but of course uh, you decided that doesn't exist in Colorado. So, uh, You know, that's again, you get very angry. That's completely inaccurate of what happened. Do you want me to actually give you the, the breakdown of how no, that No, I think my version not? of the story uh, is backed up by uh, history and truth uh-huh. And Keep going. what are other big words that Trump uses, like uh, when he throws around? Uh, absolutely, I'm right. Uh, absolutely, you're drink. the worst. Um, uh-huh. You're just sad. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I I take on all these these different beers and, and I digest them, you know. But anytime it kind of turns into a blue collar beer, as a matter of fact, I think Grain Belt's website says the beer your grandpa drank. Uh, you suddenly find a way to end up like, oh, well, how about I get something I actually enjoy? First off, I was very excited about drinking that because it's named The Big Friendly, which sounds kind of like The Intruder or something like that. You know, it, was a, it had a great name to it. I'd never had it before. I'd never seen it before. I went and I reached out to Gene and asked him for an alternative, and that is what I'm drinking today. <laughs> that was what he told me to drink, not you. Uh... I asked, I am sorry, it's not available. What else would you recommend? And that is, what? How is that a problem? That You're leaving a I'm big drinking? chunk out of the story. What chunk? You asked him before you looked. You're like, not true. Yeah, 100% true. We, you hadn't even gone to Total Wine yet, and you had already reached out to him to say, uh, well, I probably won't be able to get that. Do you have any other choices? See, you're you're slanting this in very Yeah, way. I'm telling the truth. That's exactly no, how it went. No, what I'm down. doing is so your 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 version is you go to the, the liquor store and you just hope that he's waiting in his his whatever mortificator tra- chair somewhere waiting for me to reach out for an alternative solution. I don't know I'm how you come to that conclusion. There. No, you literally told me you were going after work. You didn't think they had it. You just asked them if he had a different alternative so that you could buy something else when you were there, which to me, with your track record, says you were never going to buy it. You, you just wanted something else. You didn't want your grandpa's beer. You wanted some snob beer. So thank you very much, Gene, for the epic brewing companies. Uh, you know, I went behind your back, and I told him, I said, don't let him do this. Tell him he's got to get like a PBR or something. And he's like, I feel like I'm you know, being forced to choose between two parents or something. Is that what he said? Yeah. Well, I told wow. him I was going to come clean. I'm like, I just want you to fuck with him. But no, the fact uh, of the matter is, yes, Gene did give you that as a second pick, and he's the contributor, so he gets the last word. So fine. Come even now, though we- you definitely rigged it in your favor, I'm going to honor the decision. I'm sorry. In Colorado, we actually don't carry shitty beer, so they didn't have hey, it. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not call premium shitty beer. I am so sorry. Listen, I I'm drank just going way on too your, much of this in my life. I'm going on your whole theory that I have rigged the system. Now, can you do your review and I'll do mine then, since yours is the one that was selected? 
Um, I've always thought there was a hint of blueberry to the flavor of premium, um, and I've only had one other person concur with me on that. Now, much like me, he is also spent a lot of his uh, 20s and early 30s binge drinking, so maybe that has something to do with it. But I enjoy a good Grain Belt Premium. I bought a six-pack because they don't sell singles of it at uh, Total Wine. Um, but also because whatever it was, it probably the six pack probably cost is almost as much as your one can of whatever you got. <laughs> is that your full review? That's my full review. Thank you, Gene. Now, so the name of the the beer is not the Big Friendly. That's just their their. That's just a slogan. Yeah, the Green Belt Premium Beer. Um, it is a Minnesota product, I believe. Okay. Uh, but it, it's not just. I mean, it, it's it's not like a, a craft beer locally or anything like that. It's mass produced. It's a macro, okay. maybe just a, a somewhere between micro and macro. All right. So anyway, the uh, thanks for your review, and here's the one that makes you angry, and that is uh, the brewery is called Escape, and it is one of my least favorite breweries in uh, Colorado. So does that make you a little more happy? Uh, no, not at all. No, no. Okay, fine. Hey, maybe if so, it was a Bud Light, I'd be okay. Anyway, I have poured it into my glass. It is made of yeast, and it tastes pretty good. That's my review. Thank you, Gene.
hey, uh, I shared something on the Facebook group. Uh, uh, Eddie Trunk had one of the most <laughs> Eddie Trunk tweets of all time. I don't know. Did you get a chance to see that? Some of the, the follow-up from uh, people uh, was, was pretty classic. Uh, but, yeah, Eddie got to see the Dirt movie, but he's not allowed to talk about it. He will talk about it at some point was his tweet. Wow. I Translate that for gonna... the listeners. Yeah, I thought his translate uh, his 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 tweet ended with "When's it gonna stop?" <laughs> can you do that for me real quick? I don't know if I can hit it the way I did that one time. When's it gonna <laughs> stop? Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I should uh, should I read the tweet in Eddie's voice? <laughs> Please. I saw the Dirt move. <laughs> I saw the <laughs> At Motley Crew movie, The Dirt. Can't talk about it all yet, as per the early screening agreement, but saw it and we'll discuss when I can. Isn't he technically discussing it? Didn't he violate the per early screening agreement? Is that like a like a like a contract, like the Motley Crue uh, cease and desist of touring thing? Uh, that they made him sign one of those, or is this just like a like a wink and a nod, like, hey, look, we'll let you look at it, just don't fucking talk about it. No, don't ask, don't ask Tommy Lee because his contract just says the word "rad" in all caps over and over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe they don't want him to talk about it. Is uh, just that it means that it sucks, which of course it will. By the way, oh god, I mean the fact that they just released the fact that they're releasing new awesome Motley Crue music with what's that guy's name? Like uh, Machine Gun Shot- Kelly, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you remember when they they teased like just worked on something? Can't talk about it now. Hashtag Super Bowl, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, are they going to be part of the show?" I'm like, "People, it's going to be a fucking commercial." Yeah. And sure enough, it, I don't even remember what the commercial was for, but it was it just had kickstart my heart in it. In other words, they yeah. didn't they're not in it. They weren't involved. There was no work. It was like, can we use this song? Okay, the work was done. But yeah, the, talk about. I mean, they're from the the Kiss book of hype. You know, like under over promise, under deliver. Cool, cool. So we got some comments. You know, we have so much great content out there for you to listen to. Of course, we put it up on a consistent basis every Tuesday, people. If you're new to the show, just look forward to Tuesday or Baco Tuesday, as I like to call it, <laughs> for the show, uh, because we are consistent. And uh, people, are, the point when me telling you that is, people are behind in episodes, and you know our episode the cluster chips with the, our. our with, that had some great impersonations on it. Oh, yeah, some... the first appearance of Mankini, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope Mankini makes an appearance uh, uh, going forward every now and then. He might if I get hungry. Yeah. The um, so <laughs> we've got so we have some feedback on both ends, uh, unsolicited feedback, direct messages. One of them from uh, a friend of the show, uh, Chris says, "Baco, oh, Eddie... let's call him Chris." Oh yeah, we shouldn't reveal his real name. No, right? let's just call him Chris. All right, so Chris says. Uh, Baco's Eddie trunk personation is spot on. He has the he has the nasally wind down perfect. Plus his material is completely believable. I think I'm going to pay him to do it the entire time he's around next time. What's your hourly wage to do it in Eddie trunk constant? Like just to do Eddie trunk and every, if we're just having a conversation out and about, it doesn't matter if we're shopping at IKEA or anything like that. What, what is what is your wage per hour? Just spend a day following someone around talking like Eddie trunk. No, like having a conversation. Like we're hanging out with Baco, but yet the, you're only allowed to answer all questions. Ah, uh, boy. You know, depending on how long you needed me to do it, but I would say fifty bucks an hour would be a fair rate. Now, I would I wouldn't want to do it terribly long because I'd worry that I'd become like some kind of method actor where I can't break character. Oh, that's true. You'd be, you're yeah, like the, uh... someone who moves to England and within two weeks has an English accent. You know. 
Who's that guy that crawls out of his little hut every uh, uh, three years and does a movie and gets a gets a gets an Oscar? Uh, Puxatani Phil. Uh, Dan- <laughs> no, Dan- <laughs> that's once a year. Oh fuck! I got I got to tell the weather again. Uh, <laughs> oh, all morons are depending on what the fuck I think spring is going to do. Do you hear? There's a new one. They have a uh, Long Island Charlie or something like that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Anyway. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Uh, isn't there uh, Long Island Steve? You know, it turns in every spring for the uh, the weather report from Puxahani Phil, don't you? Uh, no, <laughs> the entire three sides of a coin audience <laughs> on the edge of their seat, right now. Ready. Mark, yeah, Mark Chikini's all pissed off because I ah, didn't see his shadow again. I can I can just see him sitting there just eating an entire bag of chips, just waiting for the results, and he's flipping his own three side of a coin. My eraser's well worn. Because I make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So you had another review. Uh, you, you you said there was some feedback on Mankini too. I think. Yeah. So so fair and balanced, just like Fox News. We have one that is uh, on my end. Uh, f- great friend of the show, Aaron Camaro, messaged me and says and says this. If I could make it through this, <laughs> it says it says uh, this is just last Thursday. It says I am finally getting to catch up on some Cobras and Fire. That Mankini shit is fucking hilarious. I am in I am at work right now. And surely the people at work must be wondering why I'm cracking up over over uh, myself here. Thanks for making <laughs> me look like a complete lunatic at my new job. Yeah, asshole. You, I'm glad we could help. Yeah. So uh, between between chip eating, my yeah. skills of eating chips, and your nasally wine, we have entertained <laughs> the masses. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you both uh, for the feedback. Uh, uh, we'll call you Chris uh, and, of course, Aaron Camaro, uh, co-host of the Decibel Geek podcast. Uh, an all-around great guy and a good snappy dresser. I can't feel my toes and my fingertips. My chest is pounding so fast I can't keep up with it. I'm losing it. Fuck, I just want to quit. And I'm clenching my face and I'm touching my dick. I need a fix and a fix and I'm sick of this show and people my tricks and
road I forgot how to breathe And we know how to choke And all these people are waiting to see the kid with the rage I'm afraid he might collapse before he gets to the stage I need an X help me bury my thoughts And all the pressure I suffer to be someone that I'm not Shake no Joey's gonna hate this. The Grammys were just on loose, uh, and they like to call it uh, music's biggest night. Um, sure. You, you, I'm not really sure what, what exactly you wanted to talk about. I definitely have some thoughts on the Grammys, but I'm going to let you take the lead. Uh, what are your general thoughts on, on on the program? Was there anything you wanted to bring up? The first thing I, uh, that I realized is every time the Grammys take place, I find out about it a couple of days later. <laughs> so it, it's, it, it's almost as if I don't give a fuck. You know and what I, I did during the Grammys? What? I sat in a hot tub with Ron Keel. I gotta tell you, you might want to clean that hot tub out at this point. Because <laughs> he plays acoustic on... guitar in the hot tub, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? That's, yeah, that that's warped as shit, but he can still uh, pluck away at it. But anyway, he's got he's got acoustic elbow. Yeah, so we skipped the really Grammys high. and the Super Bowl halftime show, and just take you know taking a hot tub. <laughs> I cannot wait for you guys to show up on the scooter. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Rockin' Pod Three. Yeah. But uh, walking in like 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 one of those movies where everything slows down, the the the, the doors open up and there's like the the, the bright lights and. Doo, 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 doo. You know, I've been in. trying to get uh, my boy uh, Wilson, who lives out there by you, jealous over my bromance with Ron Keel. It's not working, so now I'm trying to do it with you. Are, are you upset that uh, um, basically uh, I might be leaving you for another man? <laughs> I don't know. D- does does me uh, sending you pictures of of the ambiguously gay duo <laughs> on a scooter together and saying this is this is Baco and Keel like Jordan and Peele does that upset you? Uh, I didn't. I didn't know it was a shot. No, it was very uh, passive aggressive. Just. You know. <laughs> anyway, back to the Grammys. Where uh, so so just so the <laughs> listeners at home yeah, remember, yeah. me and Ron are in a hot tub and the Grammys are being televised. Carry on. Now, yeah, here, here's how I summarize the Grammys though is. You know, you vote is a great American, right? American? American. As as is my right to do so until convicted of a felony. 
I, you like how I'm like just banking on the idea that it, someday I will be convicted of a felony. <laughs> You're just putting that out there. Yeah, I can, you, I, it's unavoidable, Luz. Right, it's in my blood. It's in my blood. Point being is when you're going through that huge hanging Chad uh, <laughs> ballot and you're getting confused. Uh, uh, we as use we do. markers here in Minnesota like good Americans. Okay. Anyway, you're working with the Chads and you're moving them and they're hanging this way and hanging that and you're 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 deciding what you're going to vote for. At some point, there's a section or a department that you just really don't understand too much about. <laughs> but unopposed, you know, unopposed offices. Yeah, unopposed offices, but 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 let's say that there are a few candidates though there. But it's a category you just you don't really care that much about. But you know, you know, you've seen a few signs. You've seen a lot of signs in people's yards, and that <laughs> guy that you saw that sign for, you're gonna vote for him. Well, that's how I think that the Grammys vote for for hard rock or rock music in general, heavy metal, whatever. Uh, the, the categories are are the people that people have seen those people that are voting give zero fucks about rock music but they've seen enough signs to vote for them and that is how Greta fucking Van Fleet won this year what did they win rock album of the year or something like that whatever it is because that's the only name they've been shoved down that they've seen the sign for in their their neighbor's yards for rock yeah I, I, I will admit I'm kind of past the whole I mean rock and metal being ignored uh it, 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 look, I get why it's irritating because it's irritating as fuck to me, and I'll get into that a little more in a second here. But it, it's, it's kind of like I don't know, complaining about traffic at this point. That's not even a good Greta Van Fleet record, right? I'm not even yelling about Greta Van Fleet. I'm saying that's that's how little they're served up, and you don't care enough about it. So there's just enough information out there for, to make those decisions. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird how big, quick they kind of yeah. got to where they did because uh, I think we'll go about that in the next section too. Yeah, because like, about two years ago, uh, I was basically asked by their manager if they could stay at my house for a week. You know, right. and, and now I, I can't even get a, a freaking photo pass to their show. No, you only even get a response back, really. Well, I get a response that says no. <laughs> <laughs> a serious question, though, Luz. The Grammy uh, gave out over 80 awards. The telecast is something like three and a half hours. So it's a long program. How many of those 80-plus awards do you think were televised? 25. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ten. Really? So here's okay. my here's my thing. The, the Grammys isn't even about the Grammys anymore. I mean, we, we see this time and time again, and not in a, in a matter that I consider progress. It's, it's always regress. MTV no longer plays music. The Learning Channel, they fucking feature shows like Honey Boo Boo and Twin Sane Wedding. It used to be like about educational program. But did you know Twin Sane Wedding is about twins getting married? <laughs> they also have another great program called Dr. Pimple Popper and Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> the E! Network, the Entertainment Network, is basically just the, Kim, the, the Kardashians on constant loop. I, they, they, I think they spend one hour a day with entertainment news and then go back to whatever fucking side show they have for that, that, that garbage pile family. That's actually the name of the show. Is I actually have a show again. Uh, the, the keeping up with the Kardashians, Kim and Chloe, no. Chloe and Kim, uh, uh, the slow one and the ugly one. Uh, <laughs> uh, my dad has a vagina. Uh, you know, it's just I'm not even going to get into the kind of mentality of people that actually. I watch think we it. just found our show title. My dad has a vagina. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think we're about a season away from Dancing with the Stars being about count, uh, couples counseling. 
there'll be no dancing. There's already no stars. So, but the brand is so important. And at the end, at the end, they'll they'll uh, remodel a house. The point, the point being, yeah. If they're going to remodel a house, you're not going to see any of the remodeling. You're going to see people fighting and the host going, what's the real issue between the two of you? For 55 minutes, and then some jackass is going to go, move that bus, and the house is rebuilt. Hopefully nobody is stealing this idea because I'm sending it in right now. (laughs) My point is, this isn't the biggest night in music any more than Valentine's Day is the Super Bowl for convenience stores. I mean, this this is just a fucking shit show. It is like, can we talked about Firefest in the last episode? It isn't about the music. It's about the celebrity. It's about the people who's sitting next to who and who's doing this. Three and a half hours and you show one out of every eight awards. Ten fucking awards, and you have twenty shit fucking performances, and you always they always throw in some token rock performance. This year was the Red Hot Chili Peppers with something called Post Malone. I'm gonna steal a joke from Eric Miller. My entire life musically is pre Malone. Thank you, Eric Miller. This is my point. My overall synopsis here. I believe in rock, and I think music matters. And to see this shit show, which is really more of a funeral for music than anything that celebrates it, it's paraded annually as the most important night. That fucking breaks my heart. This this is garbage. I mean, it it, it, it's, it just gets progressively worse. The Grammys seem to be trying to convince you that rock music doesn't exist. Spectacle is real. And that's why I, I, I have to say something. That's why I don't want to sit quiet. Fuck you, Lady Gaga, and your crocodile tears, and fuck you, anybody who enjoys that garbage. Oh, am I... Uh, what's her name? Fucking Alicia Keys hosted the thing. Did you see her play two pianos? Oh my god! People... They weren't two different fucking instruments. They were two pianos parked next to each other, and she literally just turned her stool. Jesus but fucking one, Christ. But one of them was a grand piano, so you have to be a really They were both great. What was the other one, a baby grand? That's right. Oh, Jesus. I mean, no, one was black and one was white. To show it's unity. Alicia. Listen, her name is Alicia Keys. She knows different sizes of keys to play. She's a fucking idiot. And you know what? I, I, she's she's trying to push this no makeup movement. I'm sorry, baby. You, you need it. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Hashtag. Next song. Hashtag me too. All of the heat of the fire Then you sigh a little closer Whisper in my ear We never even get around To open those beers Being here with you, girl Nothing could get me no higher It's a long way down Baby, hold on to me Never let me touch the It's a long way down Scared I'm gonna fall without your loving arms around Love for you is such a natural thing You were born 
about the Grammys that, that uh, I find uh, very interesting, that we've kind of touched on a little bit, I thought we could dig into it a little more today, Lewis, is the amount of songwriters it takes to win a Grammy. Um, Cardi B, uh, who we both are huge fans of. <laughs> what is up with that car? Look like me when I was trying to have my baby book. What is up with that coat? Looks like he's trying to sneak a rotisserie chicken into the movie theater. <laughs> what is up with that coat? I do no Spanish make jackets. <laughs> <laughs> She won a Grammy for the best rap album, and let me just break down. Let me break down some of the stats from her latest record that won that award. Please, this is an album that has three executive producers and an additional, and I, this is not a, a, a misquote here, an additional twenty nine people that are listed as producers. So the three executive producers, we've talked about Rick Rubin being a classic ex- executive producer where he doesn't do anything. He just throws his name on something on, on Def Jam Records, and then he gets a cut of the, of the money. Uh, but, but, but actual record producers are the people that are in the studio. So she needed 29 people to make a song that ha- an album that has 11 or 12 songs. How many songwriters would you venture to guess uh, took to write these 11 or 13 songs? Okay, so I want to make sure I understand the math so far. There are three executive producers, but there's 29 additional producers? Correct. Called? 
They're just called additional. Okay. So they're called producers. That, yeah. There's 29 people with production credit. They're not production. listed as executive producers, which mean they must have been in the studio smoking a cigarette at some point. But how many how many writers are in total for the whole album? Yeah, I think it's 12 or 13 songs. How many uh, writers do you think she needed? <sighs> I'm going to because this is already absurd. I'm going to say 50. Yeah, 77. Oh my god! <laughs> now, if you would like a rap comparison, because a lot of people are going to come back and say, "Well, you could, they sample music," and so a lot of those songwriters in there, and there's some truth in that. But Snoop Dogg, his debut record, Doggy Style, which had sampling on it, was produced by one person, Dr. Dre, and Suge Knight was the only executive producer li- listed, uh, and not a single song on that album had more than five writing credits. Most had one or two. Oh shit! Is, is that Snoop over there? Oh shit! Now, would you like a another uh, old school reference to kind of give you maybe an album of the year winner? Uh, a f- uh, maybe maybe a uh, female that nauseates me almost as much as Cardi B. Please. Back in the day, Alanis Morissette won it with. Uh, her record, Jagged Little Pill. How many mm-hmm. producers on that record do you guess? One. How many songwriters? One. Two. Two, okay. For the entire record, by... not just one song. Two. We touched on this a little bit when I got into the whole Panic at the Disco thing, uh, which, uh, of course, sent a friend of show Rob into a tizzy and got him and I in a little text war. I, I knew a little bit more about what was going on there than we talked into. I just didn't think we were going to you know, sidetrack into it. But it turns out it's kind of interesting. A lot of people are are now. Can you being, back up? Can you back up and say a little bit more about what that was about? The Panic of the Disco thing that was about about writers per song, or what was it about? For people who didn't hear that episode, that uh, they have a new song called Saturday Night, or I think it's called Say Amen. But of course, in Panic at the Disco fashion, it has one of those ridiculous titles that doesn't. It's really just called Saturday Night. Oh! Saturday night. Anyway, it, it's a very it's a song that was pretty much written uh, basically just to be something you could sell for commercials and and to any sporting event that takes place on a Saturday night. But uh, it's a very paint by number song, whether you like it or not. I'm just saying it's not it, it, it it's not a groundbreaking musical effort because uh, it, 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 I actually kind of enjoy the, the tune a little bit. But that that supposedly has 17 songwriters and three producers. 17 one song. Yeah, one song. Three producers and 17 songwriters. Here's the breakdown of that. There, that does, there is not 17 people that contributed a lick to uh, the songwriting process. There are probably two or three people who wrote that song, possibly one. And everybody else in that list is basically given songwriting credit as some form of payoff for another favor. In other words, like, you know, I, I know he was on. I, I was like, why is this guy being featured on Jimmy Fallon? Like, uh, hey, it's, it's, I don't even know the guy's name, but like a uh, Brandon or Brendan or something like that uh, from Panic at the Disco. And he came out and sang the, the, the theme song to DuckTales. Here now to sing his very own version of the DuckTales theme song is the one and only Brendan Urich. It's like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, airplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery. Every day they're out there making ducktails. 
And I'm like, nobody knows who this guy is. But you know what? This is exposure for him. Now they heard his name. Now they heard that. And this shit actually works. We were just talking about influencers and and the whole Firefest thing. This sure. is how the, the modern day works. It's like, oh, Jimmy Fallon mentioned this guy like I should know him. Therefore, I should. And it actually helps and it builds a career. And and, and I would, the whole point I was making on that last episode was I couldn't believe how big they got out of nowhere. Like they had one hit 10, 15 years ago and suddenly they're back. I mean, they were touring, opening for Weezer, you know, two years ago. Now Correct. they're they're headlining arenas, and nothing has changed. There hasn't been this this seismic shift, other than this kind of payola aspect. Cardi B pretty much came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? There's a great meme if you look it up uh, of the number of people uh, that Beyonce used on the record that that she lost to Beck. Uh, for whatever that when Kanye lost his nuts on the Grammys a couple years ago, yeah, 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 yeah and it's and then it shows how many people songwriters Beck used, and it was one. <laughs> I actually thought when you were going to tell me about that part that Beck had a bunch of songwriters on it, because I, I, you know, I had a couple Beck albums early on, and I, I think I only remember seeing his name and maybe the Dust Brothers, who did a bunch of like Beastie sure. Boy stuff and things like that, and that was about it as far as producers. But it wouldn't have surprised me if later on in his career he had a shitload of writers or producers like you were talking about because if i'm understanding this right because the industry has changed probably you know to get on on the radio or these channels or these shows or 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 whatever publicity you had to pay up front but now because the music industry is in such a, a different area that they're actually putting like hey if shit does happen then you will get paid based on this contract where we're putting you on as a songwriter or a producer so all the efforts you do be it your dj or your promoter or tour manager the payoff will come if you do your part because your name is on this product. Does that sound right? Yeah, that, that, absolutely. And and I, I think with this song from Panic at the Disco, I guarantee there was already something in the works where like, you know, a show like TNT is going to use it for like March Madness games or, right. or baseball playoffs, something of that nature, um, where they knew there was going to be – because if you get a song on TV – like on a broadcast, that's where there's some real money there. I mean, if if you're a burgeoning musician out there, your goal should be to write the next Friends theme. You know, a show that's on TV for ten years and always in syndication. That's where you're going to make money. You won't get famous. Six months ago, if you turn on a radio station, turn on a TV, turn on anything like that, you would never hear "Africa" by Toto, which is a song that we heard a lot when we were yeah younger. when I was ten. Right, we're 10, but then it just, you know, it vanished. It really, I don't even think that it really st- stood the test of time for classic rock radio. It just kind of faded away. Well, there was that my- guy from my hometown, Owatonna, that wrote that Firefly song um, that I thought had a little bit of uh, Africa in it. But anyway. Okay. But it kind of, you know, you remember it, but it wasn't something that was constantly. Yeah, like, no, I get your point. Yeah, it was not. Okay, okay. okay. It's it everywhere now, though, isn't it? It's not a sweet home Alabama, but all of a sudden, in the last six months, you know, well, a year or so ago it was on, or two years ago, whenever it was featured, either season one or season two on the soundtrack for Stranger Things. Yeah, um, it was a big long montage on that on that episode. I remember they played, I think, the entire song when shit was going down. But then Weezer covered it, obviously. Um, but but where, so what? So what? It was on a Netflix show, which yes is popular. But how does it get to that next stratosphere where it's fucking everywhere? It's on it's on football game. It's like huh. it's everywhere. A sports. How does that work? You know, uh, 
It's probably somewhat similar. I, I, I do think the, the people who pick the music for Stranger Things do come at it more organically and they, they try to fit it in for what they're trying to do. But maybe that was the spark that got like, you know, moguls and behind the scenes people going, how can we make this bigger? How can we, you know, you know how can we turn this into some kind of money making machine? I can't think of anything like it. There's, you know, there's 20 other songs. Well, do, on do that you remember, show, uh, shit, what was the name of the band? Sheriff? God, what was their song? Like, it came out three years before it became a hit. And that was just because someone started playing it in Vegas, supposedly. But then, like, well, how does that translate to, like, every other radio station in the country? Yeah, I mean, I mean even, like, like Journey it can't stop believing. You can say, like, oh, it's the same thing that happened. Yeah, but there's the last uh, seconds of Sopranos. And it was also know, a, massive... a monster song before that. Co- correct. Bigger yeah, than Africa, big. anyway. Yes, agreed. So anyway, there's there's like there is something going. There is there is a reason Ooh. that Beck is still relevant. Hey, hey, 20, you want a modern day example of what we're talking about? A Please. band that we've yes. actually interviewed on the show. Okay. Wilson is on Monday Night Football. You're going to tell me that wasn't some sort of payola? Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, every week, clowns? every week the song uh, Baller was on there. Wow. Like one of their segments going to commercial, and I guarantee you, they don't see a penny of that. That was some sort of payoff to somebody. No, well, that was. Be- I don't yeah. think it actually worked for them because they weren't at the Grammys. But. <laughs> traveling in packs that I can't carry anymore. We're waiting for somebody else to carry me. There's nothing that's there for me at my door. All the people I know on who they used to be. And if I try to change my life for more day, there would be nobody else to save. And I can't change into a person I don't want to be. So, oh, it's Saturday night. I pray for the wicked on the weekend. Mama, can I get another amen? Oh, oh, it's Saturday night. Swear to God, I ain't never gonna repent. Mama, can I get another amen? Oh, 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 it's Saturday So much more than I ever was If every night I go to sleep knowing That I'd give everything that I, I had to give That it's all I could have asked for I'd be standing up beside everything I've ever said But, oh, it's Saturday night
So, Baco, I think that uh, because it's been almost 30 minutes or 35 minutes of, of playtime of this episode, we have to mention Kiss by, oh, yeah, yeah. by contract. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, we're sort of going to talk about Kiss, but Kiss outside of Kiss, and that is painting. Can we talk about Kiss and painting, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you want to get into here? Okay, well, I just want to say paint, that, that paint that, the picture for the listener, Luce. I will paint. I will paint the picture as you will see for two hundred fifty dollars a ticket on this tour. <laughs> and then and I'll tell you, I, I'm going to let you start, and then I'll go on my perspective on this too. But if you're going to this fair world world tour, you have a lot of expectations. You have expectations of unless you're a Kiss fan, you have no expectations. <laughs> Then, or you just finally just like you're in, you're in a terrible relationship and you're like, fine, I'm not going to have sex tonight again. <laughs> that is, they've just succumbed to accept. They're like, they're like, there's. That's why you look around. There's, there's very many people in a kiss crowd that are unshowered because they're not going to have sex regardless if they're, <laughs> they're getting showered or not. They're not brushing their teeth. Oh, yes. They're not, they're not wiping their butt to make sure. They're not. They're not. They're not, clean. They're not like, getting those nose hairs out. There's no way they're getting laid tonight. So fuck it. If you're right? a fe- if you're a female at a kiss show, as long as you're within 50 feet of Gene Simmons, it's a safe space. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> There's never been a larger safe space than a kiss. Than a kiss oh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yeah, a lot of oh, tucked-in shirts and polite gentlemen. Uh. Anyway, so when you're when you're around there, now just so you know, just to prep, if you didn't know this, because I wasn't even aware of this until I don't know, maybe it wasn't until like a couple shows into this tour that I saw somebody posting about this. But I've always been wondering what is the opening act for the Kiss <laughs> End of the Road tour? And just so you know, who's that? What's uh, his name? Uh, Dave Gagliardi or something? I think it's Steve. You're getting Steve, Steve the Painter. Steve the Painter <laughs> is the open act. There's no other bands. You're going to be warmed up and fucking you're going to get all your oh, I can't wait for fucking deuce. You're going to get all revved up by a guy that paints. Well, much like the the lip syncing that's going on, the people that just are so afraid of a world without kiss are are going out of their way to defend it against the haters that don't really even have anything to say about it. Painter haters. Yeah, pa- painter haters. Yeah. So I saw like Julian Gill, uh, a friend of the show, uh, host of the Kiss FAQ podcast, and an overall good guy. But he eh, was posting something about like, uh, um, see, they're selling these paintings for charity. They're raising money for good. It was almost kind of like a suck it kind of post. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, Julian's much more elegant than I am, so he didn't say anything like that. But and I even saw Ken Mills like I'd rather have 15 minutes of painting than um, uh, see a Conaline crush. Uh, and Sonny Pooney said something that uh, on a like he took a shot of the crowd going into the the Anaheim Arena. He went to that show apparently. Uh, Sonny Pooney, another friend of the show. Uh, so I mentioned three p- fellow podcaster friends of the show: Sonny Pooney, Ken Mills, and uh, Julian Gill. Just because uh, in case they hate me after this, I just plugged them too. Uh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, Sonny. Pooney posted, and he used. Uh, he basically, you see the crowd going into the arena, and it's 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 a big you know it's a big group of people trying to get into a, a building, right? We've all been to a concert; they all are like this. And he said, "Rock is dead, my ass." And I'm like, "Well, you understand, you're quoting Gene Simmons," and that kind of dawned on me. It's like they have a painter for an opening act, and I don't give a fuck <laughs> if this guy is selling 
uh, the, you know, raising a ton of money for charity. I want to put it in the rock is dead category because Gene Simmons did that. And one of the things that irritated me about that was that, like, he's a guy who has some influence in the industry. You would agree, right? Some. Yeah, some, right? And this is an area he definitely has direct influence. There are a lot of amazing young up-and-coming rock bands that are not getting the opportunity that would be opening for Kiss and having this audience in front of you. In other words, the guy who said rock is dead and it was murdered actually has a chance to do something about it. And what does he do? He fucking greenlights a painter. You think it was him that greenlit it? Oh, I look. I, I I think he could. He has some influence and say, "No, we're not doing this." Although maybe this is Painter Paola. We were just talking about that with the Grammys. <laughs> maybe like you know, because of this, now Paul's work will be displayed at a gallery not named Wentworth. Give me a fucking break! Stop! I mean, my God, it was bad enough listening to you people talk about like. I don't care if he lip syncs because I just want a good time. You did care when they were ripping on people who lip synced. You were going, hell yeah. And now they're lip syncing. You're going, don't care. You will take anything, including a fucking painter as an opening act. Guess what? You don't have to like it. It's okay. You're still going to get to see Kiss. You're not going to get kicked out of the Kiss Army if you go, really? A painter? You don't have to go to the tattoo removal parlor to have your kiss tattoos removed because you thought a painter was stupid have fucking free will open your mind people their opening act is a painter (laughs) rock is dead it definitely is at the opening act in a kiss show the last thing gene simmons is ever gonna do is help a young up-and-coming rock band unless they're called fucking house of lords oh my god i'm You're the- I, i'm drunk off those lagintas and because <laughs> uh, we're doing back-to-back episodes all he could have done, too, and I'll go into my, my list of things I would rather see than a painter that aren't bands, and just <laughs> well, let me go back and forth on that. Okay. And, and, and that is that, that let's say that, that, that he said, like, these new up-and-coming rock bands are not, be giving a ch- uh, not given a chance. Here's a chance to put them up there. Let's say he did some back-end deal. It says, I will sign some evil fucking thing. It says, I'll put you on here, but I get 10% off of XYZ. Which he would, forward. of course. Of course he would. But the, the point is, is that you pick, and I'm not going to name any of them. Pick 20 of the most straight-up rock bands that we've we've featured on the show in the last three years. Just any of them. Any of yeah. them. And I think that, that people would be entertained. Yeah, no, notice uh, in my rant, I didn't have a horse in the race. I didn't say you should nope. have picked the Glorious Sons or Bobo Flex or any of these bands. I'm no, just saying no. there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot. Other than Greta Van Fleet, they could use some help. Greta Van Fleet yes. seems to be getting all the help they need is all I meant there. Yeah, If yeah, you like yeah. them, I, I don't care. Whatever. So, can I have a couple ideas that I'd prefer seeing besides a painter? Okay. Okay. So, here's a few. Okay. So the, <laughs> Now we're getting the, the back f- to the comedy portion of the show. At least right. I hope so. Well, it's a little of both. I mean, it's comedy, just this, this entire thing. The fact that you're going to a show and you're seeing a painter open up. Okay, here's, here's first thing. Real basic. Instead of having a painter, I would just like to see a chart of everyone's net worth in the audience with a PowerPoint <laughs> showing it slowly decreasing. Uh, uh, during the show it, it, with like a whole chart of bad decisions they have made in their life. That would be one thing I'd like to see. But I'd also like to see, instead of a painter, uh, which is why this is occurring, to just have elevator music playing and it just says in, in all KISS logo lettering in bright, you know, flashing lights just says buy our fucking merch. <laughs> just go, just leave where you are because you're bored as hell because that's why they're doing that. 
They're they're forcing you. They're putting a painter on stage. They want you to leave your seats and go out of boredom and out of your boredom and out of your soul slowly seeping out of you to go spend money on more of their shitty merch. That's the only reason they would have something that that terrible there. I'd rather have the the conspiracy. I would rather have just the road crew out there all lined up in a row like they do at the end of a show, you know, when they do the bow, you Mm -hmm. know, at the end of a stage production. Except instead of a bow, they all take off their pants and start pissing on the front front row. Just, just giving everybody golden showers. You don't you think most of their crew would have stage fright? Eh, I don't know. You know, what? I'm but, talking but, about the pissing stage fright. You know what's better? I would actually be less offended if fucking Gallagher was out there with his smashing of watermelons. <laughs> That's funny, right? I smashed fruit. Oh my god! What? Just it's just it's 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 appalling. There's nothing. I I I don't know. It's. I'm just trying to think of anybody that's actually sitting there and is not half falling asleep and being woken up by Detroit Rock City or whatever their opener is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point to it. None. The only thing I can think of, the happiest person on earth, is that fucking painter. Because I guarantee this is how it went down. Is that one day he was falling asleep in, 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 <laughs> in his, own, his, his own tears. He was about to, 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 to drown in his own tears. And he woke up one day and Paul Stanley called up and said, Hey, we'd like to paint some things for our tour. And then boom, he was done. That's his year. Can you imagine being yeah. that guy, being getting that call? Was that actually? Did he? I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's doing it for free, just to raise money for wounded vets or dogs or PETA or you know whatever charity he's donating. Have you seen it? It's not good. No, I haven't. I mean, I, maybe I should look it up. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm with you, man. This is very honestly to me. This might be more disappointing than the, the lip syncing, uh, just because. Of what I just said, there. This could be an opportunity for a young band, but Mr. Rock is dead. Predictably, isn't putting the money where his mouth is. He could do something about this, and he's doing nothing. He's just choosing to like, yep, Rock is dead. Because I, you and I talked when we heard that come out. We didn't really actually think he was wrong. Nope. No, like no, like his overall did, no, point was no. pretty valid. But that's my whole thing is they you could you could actually end people with a gr- pretty good concert experience if you did a basic a small kiss a palooza or something like that. Yeah, just put in two two <laughs> bring great out rock Slaughter bands. and Winger and relive the Hot in the Shade <laughs> tour. <laughs> you're all set. You put in you just put Udo. You know what would be you know what I would actually I'll put that too. I would rather see Udo as an opening act. Yeah, well, I will but, say this. I'm glad painter. it's not Ted Nugent. I'll take the painter over him.
All right, Paco. I'm a very important man. I have to get going here, but like, yeah, but I hear I've kids screaming in the background. So it sounds like yes. we're done today, huh? Correct. So. Uh, you want to do some uh, some props, some social media? Yeah, just a reminder for people to help out the show. You can uh, well, you can buy us a beer, uh, but um, you can also go to our, like our Facebook page, join our Facebook group, Cobras on Fire. Just uh, mm-hmm. search that on Facebook and uh, uh, we just just request it. We let everybody in. We just keep it private uh, that uh, because we keep it blue. But we are mm-hmm. also on Twitter. Go find us there. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. Just pull up Google or any uh, web search engine, Microsoft Edge, if, if you prefer that. Uh, maybe <laughs> Bing. Yeah, go ahead and Bing us. Just type in Cobras and Fire Podcast, sure. and uh, you're going to find us basically everywhere. We're on all the podcast apps. Uh, if, you're on, a, if you're a three sides three sides fan, use Alta Vista yes. or Ask Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, after after your uh, a dial up is uh, connected you to the internet uh, <laughs> uh, but if you're a fan of three sides you're probably not listening to us right now except for you mike he knows what i'm talking about <laughs> anyway you, you want to get out of here loose this has been fun we had I a do. lot of fun stuff to talk about today rock's not dead it's posing for a portrait
My note says Dave Brewington, but we're actually doing the uh, um, Gene Vogel one. Right. Okay, so you're the macro. Oh, wait, I'm a micro. You're doing the micro. Okay. Yeah, I uh, lead you in. And I'm doing – why does it say Dave Brewington? I just I'll, said this that is that's the, wrong. It's Gene Vogel. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 